welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. The highlight of the week is the new moon in Cancer. This is a specially lovely new moon. One, because it's one of the most harmonious and well-aspected lunations of the year. And two, because Luna loves the sign of Cancer. That is her home sign. So whenever we have a new moon in the sign of Cancer, the new moon in Cancer brings out that Cancer house to play. It's in its element. The moon is transiting. Now, with that said, it's also very changeable and moody month because when the sun is in the sign of Cancer, it's being ruled by the moon. And the moon changes her mood every two and a half days as she transits the entire zodiac within a 28-29 day period. So as she's transiting and visiting different houses, the sun also gets a new agenda since the moon is ruling that sun while the sun is in her domicile. So a very moody and changeable and flowy energy for this month There's also energy that is having us focus and take direction and action on a more concrete and solidified level. And that's starting off on Monday when we have Mars forming a sextile to Saturn. Now, Saturn is friend to Mars. Saturn loves Mars energy and Mars is actually exalted in one of the signs that Saturn rules which is Capricorn. So Mars does like the Capricorn persona that Saturn rules. He functions really well because Mars is able to focus and not necessarily tackle a either idea or venture without having a plan and this is why mars functions really well in the sign of capricorn now when we have mars sextiling saturn this is actually supportive because it kind of takes some of that flavor like if mars was transiting the sign of capricorn because it slows him down now this aspect is especially benefic because we have mars in aries and mars rules aries and we also have saturn in aquarius and saturn rules aquarius and this aspect will not replicate itself for another 30 years so we do or we will have mars sextiling saturn but they're not going to be in their domicile positions for about another 30 years and that's because Saturn takes about 30 years to transit the entire zodiac sign uh, signs that's why hence the Saturn return around 28 30 years old 
because that's how long it takes to Saturn to go back to a single placement. So if we want to see this repeating aspect, we have to wait until Saturn goes back into Aquarius and then Mars is also going to be in Aries. Now Mars goes into his sign of domiciles every two and a half years. So Mars visits that placement more often than Saturn, but not the other way around. So this sextile is quite special because of that, because it's a unique aspect when it comes down to the signs that they're transiting. Now, Saturn in Aquarius is talking about seeing something from a new perspective, thinking about evolving, thinking about um, changing things to serve humanity as a whole, to serve a bigger group of people and to also share more consciousness and awareness around different topics like science and technology and futuristic agendas. So Saturn's persona in Aquarius is all about advancing humanity. And then we have Mars in Aries, which is all about starting things. So this sextile is very supportive when it comes to you starting new endeavors that are going to be long term. Now, anything involving Saturn does take dedicated effort. And it's like that hamster wheel that you keep on going and going in that circle, like and working and working and working. So eventually you'll see the rewards and the payoff, right? So what does the hamster see as a reward and a payoff? It actually entertained itself within that and it also stays fit. So it's getting to be active and it's being able to run around in a very short space and they require you know there are animals that live in the wild and we then take them in as pets but then we have to find remedies so they can remain active and healthy and that's one of them that hamster wheel so that's essentially giving him that exercise so he can stay healthy and also get enough movement so he doesn't feel the effects of being caged in. So with this said, um, this period in time, through the archetype of Mars, we're going to be able to be more daring on these either goals or metas that were more long-term that we were kind of doubting that we can execute. Mars is making sure that we have that spark within us so we can take this to the finish line. So that's actually quite good. But at the same time, Mars is starting to form a square to Pluto. And this brings power struggles. This bring, brings uh, delays and also push through. And the squares from Mars to Pluto, I think those are one of the most... Mm, those are one of the most hardest aspects when it comes down to comparing the strength of aspects within um, astrology. I could even say it's comparable to Mars squaring Saturn. But Mars square Pluto is quite tumultuous. We can feel that from within. Now we're going to experience and feel these power struggles from 
um, either outside and we're being a witness to them. So we're seeing others struggling with either other people's agenda or things that they don't agree with. We're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to see a lot more rebellion. Mars rules rebellion and Pluto rules the strength and the power to either be in control or disempower people. So it's both extremes of either being very powerful or also feeling disempowered. So with that square, those topics are going to be highlighted. It could even hit you directly where you are feeling like you're being disempowered of some sort, where you are feeling that you're not able to communicate your I because Mars is the energy of I. This is your will. So it's a mixture of seeding things that you're going to take through and stay on long term, but also battling fears and insecurities and even actual authority figures when it comes down to taking or starting this action. I mean, more like getting it going. That's where you're going to see this Mars square Pluto tension build up. Then from there on Tuesday, we have the new moon in Cancer. And like I mentioned, the new moon in Cancer, it's quite beautiful. We do have the moon at seven degrees with the sun at seven degrees. And every time there's a new moon, this is the new cycle of the sun and the moon. This is when they're actually making love with each other. They're forming that new cycle. So if you don't like that analogy, it could also be taken as they're communicating, they're talking together, they're setting up the plan. And then after the moon knows the plan, then she goes on her way to then make this plan into fruition. And this is why we follow the moon and we manifest with the moon because the moon is the divine communicator of the hidden agenda (laughs) of the things that they spoke about the sun and the moon and we don't necessarily know but we're able to follow the moon and follow the energy of the moon so we can then be in tune with nature's calling with nature's plan for us both the sun and the moon are also forming a square to jupiter at seven degrees now any Aspects to Jupiter are quite benefic. What Jupiter does bring with the square, though, is an overindulgent feeling of taking or expanding things too quickly, like over flooding, right? Water is beautiful. We need water for plants. But if we have too much water, then we can also impact how the plant grows, right? We can flood So that's also not a good thing. If we have too little water, then that's another impact where the plants are not able to have enough nutrients and water for growth, right? The the nutrients in the soil don't soften up for the plant. So the plant's able to thrive. So with Jupiter squaring the sun and the moon, it does bring something into our awareness where we have to find a balance and harmonize things so we won't have an overabundance of either 
too much of a good thing or too much of not such a great thing. But Jupiter in the sign of Aries is actually a very good transit. Jupiter loves the fire signs and it's in it Aries. It likes to start things and expand things. It just brings a lot of vision and determination to people with a spark of divine light within. So it's very nice energy. At the same time, Jupiter is also forming a sextile to Venus exactly at 7 degrees. So we have the sun and the moon at 7 degrees, we have Jupiter at 7 degrees, and we have Venus at 7 degrees. And Venus semi-sextiles from Gemini, the sun and the moon. Now, semi-sextiles are like a hidden gift. It's like a person that's in your peripheral, but you haven't turned around yet to see the person, but you know the person is there. You sense the person. Maybe you can smell their cologne or perfume, right? You can. You just know. You can maybe gauge their height, things like that because of how, you know, the a proximity, how the shape or the body feels, etc. Especially for you guys that are very intuitive. You guys know what I'm talking about when you sense presence of people around you like if you're standing in line and someone goes behind you and you feel like the presence of either a child or a woman or a man right you feel that presence well semi-sextiles are like that it's like we see things from a peripheral view but we don't get to see what color eyes this person has or what color hair we just kind of know there's a person because we haven't turned around to look at it for so from venus to the semi-sextile it forms to the sun and the moon, it's it's a quite nice aspect, but it's also not a fully giving aspect because of the mystery that it has that we only can see the peripheral. So it has some type of blindness, but it does work with the energy. Neighboring signs, which is what rules the energy of semi-sextiles, all hand down the baton they hand down the the journey right and they carry on with the story so the gift is that venus is forming a sextile to jupiter in aries venus is also sitting in a very auspicious point and this is where archangel michael sits now it's not exact conjunct archangel michael but it's forming a um, conjunction to Aldebaran, which is at nine degrees in Gemini. So it's a positive energy. And this is where the eye of the bull, Aldebaran, the star is the eye of the bull. And that's where Venus is at. So if you go outside and look at Venus right now, Venus is going to be aligning with Aldebaran. So at the same time, you have the energy of Venus merging with Archangel Michael. So there is angelic protection as the energy of Venus is getting assistance with that benefic star. So that is the energy that's happening for the new moon in Cancer. Now, lastly, we end the week with Mercury forming a trine to Saturn and Mercury trines to Saturn are very clear. They kind of crisp the mind. They crystallize ideas and we're able to communicate much more clearly, especially because Saturn is transiting Aquarius and uh, modern astrologers believe, and I also believe because I've noticed this, that Mercury is 
um, considered to be exalted in the sign of Aquarius, even though Mercury is actually exalted in Virgo um, in traditional astrology. But Mercury is transiting his sign of Gemini and then also forming that trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So he gets to merge his energy to the Aquarius energy which really helps us to process things much more slowly, kind of calms the double-sided Gemini energy where you're bouncing from this place to this place and clears the mind, makes the logical processes and the connectivity within our thought form really calm down so we can see things a little bit more clearer. Now, this sounds all great and dandy, but at the same time, Mercury then forms a square to Neptune. And when Mercury forms square to Neptunes, these are one of the most confusing aspects or energies because Mercury doesn't do great in the sign of Pisces, and that is where Neptune is sitting. Neptune is also the natural ruler of Pisces so as they're forming that square we're not able to see quite clearly I also see this affecting the nervous system and execution it might also feel like a very foggy day and this is going to be on Saturday when this happens at the end of the week so it's like the weekend so in the weekend it's this weekend that's coming up just kind of take it as it is flow with the energy because Neptune is going to come in with this big thick fog and we're going to have super clarity from Mercury squaring no I'm sorry not squaring trining Saturn but then squaring Neptune so our mind is like thinking crisp and then all of a sudden we're like whoa wait a minute I'm not seeing everything like or something's missing, or even our intuition could be extremely heightened. So during this time when Mercury is squaring Neptune, I advise people to be extra careful around water. Also be extra careful not to um, handle things that may cause either illnesses or can cause irritation to the lungs or the skin or things like that because Saturn rules the skin and Mercury is the lungs so when we bring in the energy of Neptune those are infections and illnesses and these are things that are like they lurk and you really can't see them as clearly as the mixing of the energy is first felt like a Mercury retrograde but it's very short lasting so you know, during the weekend, take it slow. And if you get big news over the weekend, make sure that you, before you make any major decisions, you have cleared the mind. This is a great week for breath work. My advice to you or the ritual that I would like you to do is connect with air this week. We have Venus in the sign of Gemini and because Venus is aspecting the sun and moon positively and also Jupiter uh, positively 
during the new moon in Cancer, we want to utilize that energy and through the energy of Gemini, that's air. So go outside. Um, I would even match it with going to the beach and doing breath work there, doing some type of yoga and really connecting within so you can refuel your mind, body, and soul. Now, if you're not able to take a trip to the beach or there's no beach near you, one of the things that I love to do is do breath work right in the morning when I wake up. And I like to go outside and do these exercises. Now, I find it very tough during the winter season to do this because it's too cold for me. But during, you know, this season, summer in the northern hemisphere, this is in the morning, it's not hot yet. The air feels very crisp. So you can go out there and just revitalize your lungs. This is going to provide a lot of oxygen in your body that then gets transported through your blood system then goes into your muscles so your whole body starts feeling good this is why we have that term the breath of life so (laughs) with that said thank you so much for being here don't forget to catch me live on astro talks for astro astrologers where i host on ig If you're catching this segment on my podcast or on YouTube, a review and a following would be appreciated. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week. So happy manifesting and lots of beautiful wishes with this nurturing and tenacious new moon in cancer. Take care. Love and light.